0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back for Episode 10 of Season 2 of the PATH Podcast. I am Jason. I'm Derek. Uh, And we are excited to bring you the second part of our discussion of the history of our church this week. Um, Last week, if you missed it, we talked about from the formation of the church in 1835 all the way through really now, kind of bringing us to the point where we're at. Um, And we thought that this week it would be good to look back over um, just the last year because mm-hmm. if you think about it the last year in my mind has felt like a decade <laughs> it's been yeah. a long year <laughs> um, and so um it, it's important i think for us to look back because especially since we're we're still in the middle of 2020 yes, we are yes. in the middle of a pandemic still let's yes. not forget that we can't discount that and I think it's easy that when we're when that's still the filter through which we view everything, it's easy to lose sight of how God is at work. Yes, yeah. And so for us to look back just over the last, you know, nine, ten months and think about and see how God has worked in incredible ways through the church here at Lafayette First Baptist, um, I think it'd be really important to look at that. So... Let's have a discussion about 2020. Yeah. What (laughs) it has been.
1: Yeah, number one, I want to say I noticed that you're wearing the same thing you were wearing in the last episode. And I noticed that you were wearing the same thing as well. How crazy that two weeks in a row that we would wear the same clothes. It's because we recorded it back to back. What? You're supposed to to give away the illusion. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was going to also say that, you know, the whole idea of doing these two history podcasts, Mm -hmm. it, it really comes down to, you know, this is his historic time, everybody said that, unprecedented. I mean, yeah. all the words, right? Yeah, all the buzz, buzzwords. Yeah, yeah, that have gone out in the <laughs> yeah. news media and yeah. all that during this time. Well, you know, I thought, well, surely there's something here. We talked about this last episode. Yeah, yeah. Surely there's something here about that, you know, 102 years ago or yeah. whatever when there was the, the pandemic at the time. Yeah. But, um, and, and so um, there wasn't. And I thought, man, we can't miss this yeah. for like a hundred years from now when there's another pandemic. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully not. But hopefully definitely not before then. Yeah. You know, I don't know. This is a hundred year thing, you know. Yeah. Um Right, yeah. So but then when they're looking back, maybe they'll even listen to this podcast. I don't know how. Yeah. Maybe Surely, I don't know. I mean hundred years from now, how would you yeah. I don't know. I, the internet I know. doesn't forget. Surely it'll still be. There. I can't Please. imagine how they're going to listen to it now because <laughs> yeah. this is so cutting edge for us. Right, it's digital, you right. know, it's on the internet. Uh, you know, but when they look back, will they see what we did? Mm. You know, and how yeah. we faced, um, you know, adversity and yeah. prevailed. You know, uh, Lord, Lord, willing and Lord, you know, praise the Lord. Right, you know absolutely. Um, And so that, you know, that's kind of, to me, why, you know, when we were kind of brainstorming
0: ideas, it was like, hey, what if we did this and kind of, you know, have this opportunity? Yeah, no, I agree with you, because I think that um, one of the things that, the the reason that this conversation happened was because it was like, man, it'd be great if we could glean something from Mm -hmm. how people led during Mm -hmm. that time. And not that we've done it perfectly, because we haven't, but... Um, God has really done some incredible things. Absolutely. Some incredible things this year um, that, if we're being honest, those things probably wouldn't have happened were there not a pandemic. Right. And yeah. and I think that's something that we shouldn't lose sight of yeah. uh, as we think back over this year. I think it would be cool,
1: though, to start in January because January was, was already mm-hmm. monumental for our church. I Absolutely. don't think people understood this. And looking back, it's easier to see than it was in yeah. the moment. But uh, we were trending... Um, In a really good growth pattern. Yeah. Um, Things were ticking along very, very well January through the beginning of February and the beginning of March. uh, You know, where when I came um, June 8, 2018, Mm -hmm. um, I found out the church, you know, and attendance is not everything, but it's something you can look at, right? Sure. The attendance, uh, average attendance, so sometimes it's higher, sometimes it's lower, but you've the whole year. Uh, the average attendance at the time was 275 people total. That's mm-hmm. worship, kids. Kids, uh, I think at the time, this was even including our four kids. <laughs> uh, there were about 19 kids in kids' ministry um, at the time. Yeah. Um, January 2020, we were running 50 kids. Yeah. Uh, January 2020, we were running 320 on average. Yeah. Some higher. Some lower, some a yeah. little lower. Um. But our average attendance was 320 at the time. Yeah. So we had grown in really not even a full two years. You know, yeah. uh, it's like a year and a half. From 275 to, you know, trending up to 350. Yeah, And, um, you know, so, I mean, I, you know, things were blowing and going. You know, um, we started off the year really well financially, yeah. which usually, typically, and this, this checks out if you look through old records, hmm First of the year, you know, people kind of spend all their money. In <laughs> right. December, you know, they it takes a little while for people to amp up, I and mean, so you're usually under budget. Mm-hmm. January February, March, um, you pick back up March, April ish, and then yeah. May and May, and then June you kind of dip down. June and July right. dip down, and then people you go, are traveling. Then down. you come back and finish out the year well and our mm-hmm. church has done that again and again the cycle looks the exact same Yeah, this year was different man we were already above budget uh, most mm-hmm. of that time or right yeah. at budget most of the time right. which was so a lot of good things were already happening and then yeah. you know yeah. we start hearing information from you know about China and this virus that's coming out of there and yeah. you know travel bans or not travel bans and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff and you know it didn't seem like it to me at the time. I'm like, oh, that'll never affect us yeah. in Little Lafayette, Georgia. Right. But it did pretty quickly. Right. I remember um, receiving a phone call from uh, local health director mm-hmm. um, and said, "This is not looking pretty very good." Yeah. And uh, we're encouraging churches for you know they they were encouraging. They were very clear to say that. Yeah. We're encouraging churches to consider going online yep. only, which something I you couldn't have done a hundred years ago, but right. you could. Yeah, going online only for like three or four weeks. Yeah, and if you know that was the whole flatten the curve discussion yep. or whatever, and it's yep. like, what do we do? I don't know what to do. I have no idea. Yeah. So I remember calling a meeting with, like, on a Saturday. We yeah. were already planning on meeting Sunday. Now we had put out a video. And some stuff just said, Hey, here's the extra measures we're taking
0: mm-hmm. to
1: be cautious and concerned about your health, cleaning this and that, or whatever. We would planned all that out, yeah. And then I had received this phone call and it was somewhat desperate, like, you know, this doesn't look very good at all. We encourage you to please consider this and just yeah. for a few weeks, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, just for a few weeks. Here, here we are, nine and a half months later, <laughs> yes. yeah. And um, I remember calling that deacon's meeting and I was. Terrified, yeah. Because I felt like the best thing to do was heed the advice of a, a local guy respected in our community. Yeah. Doesn't have a political agenda right. or whatever, which was already kind of trickling official. up. a yeah. so health official. Yeah, I'd even reached out to some of our own church members who were nurses mm-hmm. and professionals, and of course, um, you know, deacon chairs and that kind of thing, yeah. and said, "What do we do?" and um. And so I I went to that meeting. I was trembling mm-hmm. because I thought the best thing to do was to heed their advice and go online for four weeks.
0: Yeah,
1: I didn't want to do that. Right. You know, and who wanted to do that? You know, tr- closing your church doors is the perception. Though we weren't, we actually opened up to more people. In a way. Yeah. But it's just it's not a thing any pastor in the right mind would want to do. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I did not. But I really thought it was the best thing that we could do to serve our neighbor, to be kind mm-hmm. and considerate of those who seem, you know, at the time and, and still are the most vulnerable, you know, our, our senior adult population. Mm-hmm. And so March 15th, yeah, we decided to do online only. Right.
0: Yeah, and I, that, that's, a, um, you know, the only reason that I, that, no, that date is seared in my head, the only reason I remember that is because the last time that we met normal, was March the 8th. The only reason I remember that is because I preached that Sunday. And so I don't like to think that that sermon is what closed <laughs> down our church. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, uh, but yeah, March 15th. So let's talk about what has happened since March 15th. Yeah. Well, so, go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. I jumped out in front of you.
1: <laughs> um, the crazy thing was, man, is that at the time... Not every church was prepared to right. go online. Yeah. Thank goodness and God's providence. Yeah, we already were doing that. We were doing that already to meet a need in our community through our radio. The radio that was they use our live feed. Yeah. So we did that through that. And then also many of our shut-ins and other yeah. people had been begun to discover our online services. Yeah. We just had a camera up in the loft, up in the sanctuary, or up in the uh, balcony. Yeah just shot down, there was there was really nothing, no control yeah. to it. it was just one wide shot, wasn't yep. wasn't great or whatever. Uh, but many of the churches didn't even have that. And so yeah. many churches around us and even churches that we came from yeah. were not meeting at the time. Right. They just and shut so down. That yeah. Sunday our where we would normally have and I I use views because it's not like somebody sat there for forty minutes sure. and watched our entire service. Mm-hmm but we would have anywhere from five to seven hundred views on a video. Mm-hmm. Those that service garnered thirty five hundred
0: views yeah. on March fifteenth. Yeah,
1: you know, and then we we're like, yeah. whoa! And that that was one of the things <laughs> right. we heard in other circles that many people who were doing that were receiving a lot more clicks yeah. and views yeah. on their videos. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know crazy you know how yeah how quickly that caught on and so by closing our physical doors yeah we opened up this virtual door, door that yeah. we had
0: we had no idea even existed yeah and, it, and it's it's incredible this is um we're gonna jump ahead and then we'll go back but um i i recently have watched that like march 15th video and compared to what we're doing now like thank god that um we had the ability to um update that and upgrade mm-hmm. that. And it's, um, God is so good that, that our, our live streams, I think, could, is there room to improve? Absolutely. But I think they look so great now compared to that. March mm-hmm. 15th day. So it's, it's almost like, hey, those 3,500 people, come back and check out what's happening yeah. now, how God's yeah. working. And um, well, We had to do a lot of tweaks. We did. And all and the like, fly stuff, yeah. too. Yeah.
1: And try to figure out. There was one Sunday that our, that, The other churches finally got into it. Remember, yep. (laughs) And uh, we, it wasn't just Boxcast, which is what we were already using our live stream service. Yeah, our live stream service, but others as well. They were not able to handle the load of all these churches that right. weren't previously doing. It was like the internet broke all of a sudden. And it really was, and so <laughs> yeah. here we are, ready to start yeah. and nothing. We we're yeah. it's like blank, and so I run and pull my iPhone out <laughs> yeah. and make a yeah. Facebook video and said, "Hey, we're having diff- def- you know, technical difficulties." Yeah. Eventually, it caught back up, but right. you know, for a while there, we were running trying to run. My Facebook yeah, live yeah, yeah. on my phone, and then another, it was, yeah, that was, it was crazy. That, talk about on the fly. Right.
0: That was really crazy. Um, and yet, through all of that, even through all of our fumbling through things initially, mm-hmm. um, God still has worked and moved. And, um, I mean, just just over the last, in the middle of pandemic, when mm-hmm. we're not having normal services, We've had several families join our church. Absolutely. We've had people get saved and be baptized through that. Yeah. God is at work. Right. Even in the midst of a pandemic. Absolutely. Which is something that needs to be celebrated. Oh, man, yeah. So, which I think is incredible. So, so let's just sort of, let's walk through the year a little bit and see how God has been mm-hmm. faithful um, for the sake of time here. Um, but so it started out like in, in March, late March and April. Um, that was when, you know, the wear a mask thing is coming out everywhere. Mm-hmm. We should probably wear masks. And um, and we had a group of ladies who really helped uh, get some masks to people who didn't necessarily have them. So talk well, about remember
1: that. at the time, you know, they, they weren't sure about the, the mask thing, which right. is... Controversial, because sure. you know, um, but because that can be right discussed now. Elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, right now, masks are the thing, right? Yeah, uh, nine and a half months later. But at yeah. the time, they were actually discouraging. Some were discouraging the you know people in the community right. from wearing masks, so that because right. we were we were so low nationally and state wise. Uh, we were low on PPE, so right. uh, yeah. PPE is personal protection equipment, mm-hmm. and that included masks like N95s yeah. and all that. The healthcare workers legitimately That's needed, right. yeah. So you know, um, we had heard from locally, but but even we were able to go to South Georgia. My sister in law, mm-hmm. uh, her hospital was overrun because she was near a big outbreak uh, in Albany, and they were yeah. getting a lot of theirs uh, from Albany and Tifton, mm-hmm. um, and so they were being overrun, and they didn't have PPE, and so. They were having to reuse and all this kind of stuff, and um, they were trying to get people to make masks. Our church made 50 or so that we sent down to her, yeah. They were elated, yeah. Uh, We were able to send some locally and nearby Mm -hmm. as well, um, but yeah, I mean, such a a cool outreach, you know, that You could do from safely from your home, send it here, we could send it off, absolutely, and you know, we we even have a photo of uh, of um. My sister-in-law with, you know, her fellow nurses
0: wearing those masks. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, So let's talk about some ministry that's happened mm -hmm. through the year that, again, we probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to do this type of ministry had there not been a pandemic. But um, the first thing is that we have... um, We've been able to partner with uh, another church and we've been able to partner with the school system here in Walker County uh, and distribute food to people. Because one of the things that people don't necessarily think about is that there are a lot of kids who depend on the school system for food every day. Um, And so when school closed down uh, in April, these kids are now have no source of food and mm-hmm. so we were able to partner with the school to be a distribution point for the school um, and talk about talk about that way that we were able to distribute some food right yeah here.
1: one of one of our members was mm-hmm. was the person doing that anyway that's Michelle Coker and so yeah. we were able to establish be established as a drop-off point people could come pick up and, yeah. and we worked uh, through that we went and picked up food and, and, and served for you know uh, uh, quite a while doing that yeah uh, we also partnered uh, later on with Oakwood they mm-hmm. received some free or or cheaper yeah food boxes we were through Samaritan's Purse right yeah. we were able to distribute um to some needing you know families that needed it here um, yeah you know we were able to do a lot with food distribution early on in yeah. fact uh you know at the same time uh a tornado came and and yeah. hurt five well, families Easter, near yeah. us one of our own and and uh, we were able to um, we were able to provide some food for them. Yeah. Uh, through our partnership with um, the Care Mission mm-hmm. in town, uh, we had folks donating their pe- their uh, their stimulus checks. Yeah. To help in some of those ways, and so yeah. we were able to take some boxes of fresh food to those families who didn't have. Right. All their stuff was destroyed from this from the tornadoes. So uh, yeah, we were able to help. As food as as far as food distribution in many ways
0: yeah so then um, in that time so over uh, late March April and the majority of May um, we were able through God's grace to be able to go virtual or digital with yeah. all our services and and over that time we were able to celebrate Good Friday mm-hmm. virtually we were able to celebrate the Lord's Supper share communion together. Mm-hmm. Um, our Wednesday night classes went virtual. Our Sunday night meetings went virtual. Everything. Um, everything went virtual. Everything went Children's virtual. ministry went virtual. Children's ministry Youth went virtual. Youth ministry went virtual. Yeah. Because at that time we were in a national
1: uh, shutdown. shutdown. I yeah. mean, literally, uh, you know, you, you were supposed to stay in your home except for going to get groceries yeah. and essential things. And we, yeah. we even here, uh, right. our staff meetings went virtual because yep. uh, we had one or two of us staying home and, and rotating just to. Limit exposure, limit yeah. connection there. That way if one of us got coronavirus, you know, not all of us wouldn't be out all yeah. at once or whatever. Which
0: now, looking back, that feels like that was forever it like ago. forever ago, For but it was not ago. that long ago. Yeah, ago. it was just April and May. Um, but then, thank God, May the 31st, we yes. got to regather. We yes. called it our regathering services. Yeah. And that was when we went to having two services on Sunday morning so that we can still social distance mm-hmm. and and um, we can try to be as safe as possible, right. um, which is the pattern that we're still in we're today. We're still in that right yeah, now. We're still in that pattern yeah. today, that we have two services on Sunday morning. This um, is airing. When will this air? This will air uh, a few weeks from now. It'll be mid-December. Yeah,
1: so, so right now we're recording it mm-hmm. uh, the week of Thanksgiving yeah. of 2020, Right. and we are still... And right. foresee doing this Before into 2021. Because yeah. yeah. as of this recording, it looks like there might be a vaccine or several vaccines yeah. being distribute December, distributed December 12th. But they're not anticipating right. automatically just lifting everything. Right. That's that not point. like, oh, vaccines, we're back to normal. Yeah. That's yeah. not what that means. No. So
0: we're, we're going to continue to have to do that into 2021. Yeah, you yeah because obviously... God is on the move and he's yeah. working, but God has also given us brains yeah. to be safe. Yeah. Um, and as as your leaders, we want to do things in the safest way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that is part of Derek's job as the under shepherd here to be mm-hmm. making sure that we're shepherding both spiritually and physically, that yeah. that you are safe. And so we're gonna, th- that's how things will continue. But um, thank God that we've been able to, to meet together and at least see each other's faces, even though yeah. we can't hug and shake hands and all that stuff like we used to, we we can still see each other. Because if there's one thing I think that we've learned in 2020, we have to have community. Mm -hmm. We have Mm -hmm. to have it. We need interaction with other believers. And, um... I think we've seen that play out in a myriad of ways Mm -hmm. but um the community of faith the the fellowship of believers is such a vital part of our growth uh, as followers of christ Um, and so thank god that since the end of may we've been able to do that week in and week out yes it's different um, but thank god we've been able to do that well and we and we
1: anticipate and hope that eventually we won't have to any longer. Absolutely. Yeah. The, but this too but Right now it's you know, we're still in a pandemic. People in our own connections and you know, I had a, had an aunt pass away this week yeah. that you shouldn't have passed away except for COVID and, 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 and even a church member whose funeral is being held today. Yeah. As we speak. Yeah. Um um in a in a different County. So I uh, wasn't able to attend. So, you know, I mean, it's, it Ooh. is still affecting us. Uh, thank goodness we haven't had any outbreaks at church, but many of our church members have res- gotten that. Right. Many recovered and some not.
0: Right. So, Yeah. Um, and, and I think one of the things through, through all of this, and you touched on this earlier in our conversation is how faithful God has been specifically to our church. God has, mm-hmm. God is at work around the world, but Let's let's zero in for just a second since we're talking about the history of Lafayette First Baptist, mm-hmm. how faithful God has been to Lafayette First Baptist this yeah. year. Um, and one of the ways that we've seen that play out is in this, this historic financial situation that yeah. we find ourselves in, that God has been so good to us mm-hmm. um, that um, we have not—we've we, actually been able to expand ministry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this time when— Lots of churches are, are suffering during mm-hmm, this time, and mm-hmm. some have even had to close their doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but praise God that He has been faithful to us. And right. so, t- talk for just a second about um, the position that we find ourselves in as a church.
1: Yeah, I mean, thank- thankfully, because of the generosity of, of God's people here, yeah. and and um, you know, their support of His mission and what we're trying to accomplish. You know, we we um, in, in a historic way we've never um, you know been able to. Say we're this well off at, you yeah. know, throughout the whole year. Right. You know, like we started this year off, you know, meeting and exceeding budget. We mm-hmm. continue to do that yeah. through a pandemic, right? And um, and and our and our finders, we find ourselves, you know, uh, in a good position mm-hmm. uh, above that. Um, you know, um, we're trusting God, and um, if the vote goes well next week, um, yeah, the couple, next couple of, yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks, couple weeks. From this recording, um, you know, we'll have increased our budget for next year. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we I was in a building committee meeting last night where we are considering how we might be able to expand our ministry to youth. Yeah. And so, man, that's a blessing that some churches are not able to think about right now. Yeah. But because of God's faithfulness and the generosity of His people, yeah. we are able to do that. I think you know Absolutely. that we, we need to celebrate that and be thankful for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think I think we could kind of sum up this entire discussion of, of what 2020 has been, as look look how good God is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look how good God is. And and I think again to to reiterate what we said earlier that a lot of times in in the face of adversity. That's not the first place we look. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just unfor- an unfortunate side effect of fallen, sinful human beings, mm-hmm. that our first place to look is, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to preserve myself. Um, and yet, I, th- I love the fact, and I'm so appreciative of the fact, that God has given us the perspective this year to say, hey, I- I'm still on my throne. Yeah. I still love you. Yeah. I've not forsaken you. Um, God is still good, and he still, we can still trust Him through that.
1: When I love that, that's that's the point of this history. You read through it. Absolutely. People, that's what these people are saying. Yeah. That's what we'll be saying through history, you know. Yeah. And so I, I, you may want to introduce the next thing that we're going to do here. With, yeah. We're going to introduce some ladies to you. Absolutely. The, what so, we're trying to do.
0: So as we've said over the past couple of weeks, we, we really want to continue this process. Yeah. We would love... Uh, for in the next not-too-distant future to put out Volume 3 yeah. uh, of the history of, of uh, Lafayette First Baptist. Um, and so we want to continue this process of preserving our history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so earlier this year, uh, Derek, through some, you know, you were researching this stuff for your doctoral program, and uh, and then also just us trying to look back and what, what happened in the yeah, last yeah. pandemic. We, we came up with the idea that, hey, we really need to have... Uh, some people who are curating our history. Yeah. Um, Because, again, there's some really cool stuff that God has done. Yeah. And we have really old things that we can look at and say, man, how cool is this? We have this piece of history. Um, And so uh, earlier this year, the nominating committee nominated two ladies to be Um, the curators of our history room, Mm -hmm. or heritage room, uh, and that was presented in church conference back over the summer and voted on. uh, The church voted to make Sam Barker and Hannah Suits the curators Mm -hmm. of our heritage room. And so we have interviewed them, uh, and we'd like to introduce you to them. Mm -hmm. And so um, we would love for you to just hear their heart of kind of what their vision for how they're going to move forward in preserving our history. Um, And so we'll be back to... uh, wrap this all up here in just a few minutes, but meet Sam Barker and Hannah Suits. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we would love to introduce you, like we said, to the new curators of our history room here at Lafayette First Baptist, Sam Barker and Hannah Suits. They are sisters, if you didn't know, but they are going to be a great team moving forward, uh, curating the history room at our church, Um, because just like we've been talking God has done incredible things in the history of our church, and he's going to continue to do incredible things, and we want to celebrate that. Um, So Hannah, Sam, welcome to the PATH podcast.
2: Thank you. you Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, So if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about, number one, why you guys agreed to be curators of the History Room, and then two, Sort of what what is your vision as we move forward for how we're going to continue to celebrate God being at work at our church?
2: Okay, I'll start. Um, yes. I'm Sam. For those of you that don't know, um, I'm the older sister, if that matters. That's right. But Make sure everybody
0: um, marks that down. Everybody
2: has to take note. Yeah. But um, no, our we're really excited to get this started. Um, we can't wait to to reach out and to seek some different people. Our overall goal with being the history curator team is to let people know more about our church's rich history. There's so much there. And I don't think we've done it justice to really show that. Mm. So we're really looking forward to dig in there. And there are so many people, both new and longtime members that don't know much about the history of the church.
3: Right, my name's Hannah. Um, Like she was saying, we're so excited to get started. You know, we've been members our whole lives and there's even things that we aren't sure about that we're still learning along the way. So we're looking forward to digging deeper and exploring all those things as well. Um, One thing we wanted to point out is that if you aren't familiar with the Heritage Room, this is one um, place that we're really gonna be showcasing these things about our history. And there's so many things already that are already there. But um, we're looking forward to exploring those and then also just kind of changing things out, making some exhibits for everyone to explore Um, and um, also not just kind of doing the research ourselves, but seeking out some people that are really knowledgeable in our church that have have either, you know, been through it or have, you know, firsthand experience with it and that can teach or tell us about more um, about the history of our church.
2: Yeah, we plan on starting up the first exhibit around Easter and then continuing to introduce new ideas every three week, three months or so, and just making it exciting and making that room, you know, even more welcoming and interesting for people to stop by and see. Yeah.
0: So there, there's probably some people at our church that just now are hearing for the first time that we have a heritage room at yeah. our church. Um, so remind everybody of where the heritage room is at our church.
2: Okay, if you're familiar with the choir room, if you go down the um, the hallway with the men's restroom entrance on there, that's the entrance to the Heritage Room. It'll be right there on your right.
0: Yeah, and it's a beautiful room, lots of glass windows. So you can see everything in there from, from the hallway. Um, but yeah, it's a great place. I I have never been a part of a church that had a Heritage Room, and I think it is one of the coolest things about our church, that we get to celebrate how God has been at work. Yeah, it's one
1: of my favorite rooms. And yeah. there are cool things in there that uh, I, I got to explore when I first came just because I wanted to learn as much as I could. But then also had to explore a lot of it because of my uh, dissertation yeah. and, and my doctoral program where you have to look into the history. And so, you know, I'm like, man, no, more people need to know about this. Yeah. And, uh, and so this gives us an opportunity to kind of highlight that put it in front of our people and also highlight some of the people that know a lot about that. You know, um, we have a lot of folks uh, with us still um, that know a lot about our history. And so we're going to, you know, one of the things that we talked about uh, with the ladies uh, was doing some videos and maybe even having a TV that occasionally is a part of an exhibit that runs some of those videos mm-hmm. and some of those interviews, and so uh, we're look we're going to be looking for folks to help us do that, uh, you know. And I, I'm excited about that as well.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think I think that this has the potential to be something really cool that we can it can be sort of a rallying point, if you will, for our church. That mm-hmm. look at how good God has been to us at Lafayette First, and we know He's going to continue to do that in the future because we've seen Him do it over and over. Um, well, Hannah and Sam, thank you guys so much uh, for, number one, agreeing to be our new curators, but number two, for coming on the podcast so that we could talk to you for a few minutes. Um, And uh, we look forward to what you guys are going to showcase in the days ahead.
2: Thanks. We're excited.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming
1: on. Yeah. Thank you so much, ladies. Appreciate it. All righty.
0: So as you can see, uh, Hannah and Sam, they are passionate about uh, preserving the heritage here at our church. And obviously they're going to be um, gleaning... Stuff that God has done and how He has been faithful from from members and um, as we asked you last week, we would love to hear from you. If mm-hmm. if we could connect you with them, that would be a great thing. Uh, so if if you need to email us, you can email us at the path at Lafayette first life, or you can comment on the YouTube video or the podcast, um, or you can just come by the church office and say, hey, I've got something I'd love to share yeah. with with Sam and Hannah. Documents um, or just we'd absolutely. love to hear.
1: Yeah, you know, we're going to do
0: videos and yeah. And Interviews and stuff too, yeah. Yeah, but it's so. it's a really cool thing, I think. Because if we're being honest, that's what we have in Scripture is this mm-hmm. heritage of look how good and faithful God has been yeah. to His people throughout the history of the Absolutely. world. Um, and we want to do that on a very small scale here yeah. at Lafayette First Baptist. Yeah. Look how faithful God has been to the history of this church. Um, so thank you for tuning in, um, and we hope that... Um, this maybe sparks some interest in you to want to learn more about how God's been faithful in the history of Lafayette First Baptist. Um, but until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you'll tune in as we continue down the path next time.